I don't think he's ever met anybody that's as strong as Alex, you know, and, and I think that always surprises people, you know, how, how strong. So if Alex, you know, puts hands on him, he, he's going to really, you know, ragdoll him around. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Uh, always good to catch up with you, Joe. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm good. Good, John. Thanks for having me on. Let's just jump right into what your whole last couple of months have been engulfed in is preparing for Yair Rodriguez. And it's to the point where you have to obsess over the man, right? Because it's championship level, man. Championship fights. Uh, how many championship camps has this been? It's been so many. You lose count, right? True. Oh, I, I don't know how many, honestly. <laughs> but but we we have been studying a lot of uh, a lot, and, and we've actually uh, yeah, like in my uh, technique classes and that, I've just been using all his moves and getting all the boys to try and move because he does do a lot of really good stuff, you know. Um, I actually like a lot of the things he does, uh, and yeah, you, you you might be surprised. Vox might be doing some spinning back kicks and stuff, you know. <laughs> Spinning back kick counters, right? Off the spinning back kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, his he, he's, he's spinning kicks, yeah, he nearly got me in the head the other day just mucking oh. around. I thought he was, you know, kicking me in the body and he changed it and he went up to the head and they nearly knocked me out. <laughs> Damn. Um, you know, you mentioned studying him and, and watching him and, and he has evolved throughout the years, but his base is still the same, right? It's it's the striking. It's very dynamic. What What do you see in him? Um, well, he's very unorthodox, you know, he does, uh, he, there, there's two parts to him, you know, one, one part is, you know, he, he does certain things and he does them really well. And, and then the other part is when he gets tired or he gets hurt, he becomes very unpredictable and he does things that you're not supposed to do. So, you know, those elbows that come out of nowhere or the spinning back kick or he'll throw himself on the ground and try and do an Imanari role or something, you know. He's just very spontaneous and it, it's hard to prepare for anybody like that, you know, because you don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he knows what he's doing. That also makes him very dangerous too, right? Because that's where he will – it's almost like he gets cornered, but then his reaction to being in danger is making him dangerous even more. 100%, 100%, you know. Uh, you know, we, we've been lucky, we, you know, we've got, you know, Blood Diamonds has helped out in the camp and he's very much, I mean, a little bit different, but, you know, he's tried to adapt his style, but he's just unpredictable, you know. He just does stuff when you're not, you know, when you're supposed to be going left, you know, he, he turns it into a right, you know, and you don't know how he pulls it off, but he does, you know, and that's sort of similar to what your ear is, you know, very, you know, you think he's, he's, gonna turn but then he lifts you know and yeah it's very unpredictable what did you think of his fight against max holloway i feel like that fight was the fight that you could study a little bit more get more out of it because it was uh, a fight that went to the judges and and, and an even fight yeah it, very very um yeah he stood his ground and he didn't let max you know push him back um which, you know, surprised me, you know, and, you know, he's, he's a tough man, you know, he, he took a lot of shots off Max, but, you know, he gave plenty back, you know, and, and he, he's a lot more technical and, like I said, um, uh, 
he's he's got a pretty good sort of fighting style, you know. Um, you know, he, his kicks, you know, being Taekwondo, they might not be as, as powerful as some of the other types of kicks, but, you know, if they hit you, they're going to hurt, you know, and he throws them out of so quick and uh, without telegraphing them and, you know, that, that that's what makes them uh, sort of dangerous again, you know. Yeah, also, you know, you, you guys prepare for, for Islam, you know, a guy that is more of a, a wrestler that attacks. And Yair, not much of a wrestler at all, right? More of a defensive wrestler and a guy that likes to be on his back. Do you vision those scenarios in this fight where Yair's on his back? Because we see what Volk can do in, in that ground and pound. Yeah, yeah. But he's very dangerous off his back. Yeah, he, he's not going to sit there and, and take it. He, he's going, like I said... Very unorthodox. If he's not throwing elbows, he'll be moving his hips and looking for a submission. So he's actually quite dangerous in the garden. He'll put himself in the guard, which is, you know, unusual these days for people to, you know, like most modern MMA guys don't want to play off the bottom, you know, unless you're a real jiu-jitsu specialist. And but he he actually does what he does off his back. He he does quite well, you know. So he's quite dangerous there. But, you know, once you cop a couple of hits uh, and, you know, some big solid stuff, uh, it's not a very good place to be, you know. You faced a guy in in Brian Ortega who is comfortable off his back, and and he put Alex in some very dangerous positions. We talked about it in the past. Where where has Alex's jiu-jitsu level gone in in this camp preparing for Yair? Uh, Well, you know, he's he's constantly evolving. He's got his black belt now. Um, He's... um, yeah, the Islam camp really, you know, we, we did so much defensive wrestling and um, submissions and stuff like that that, uh, you know, we're still continuing it now, you know. Um, but that camp was so centred around that that his grappling game, you know, went up like two or three notches. Uh, you know, and having the likes of Craig, Craig Jones and Frank Hickman involved, you know, brings his game up. You know, even more, you know, and, and they'll tell you themselves, he's just getting, he, his grappling is just improving, you know. Don't be surprised if you don't see, a, you know, him, him getting a, a submission finish, you know. Uh, I, I can see just the way he's he's moving and, and he's transitioning, you know, into, into his submissions is improving, you know, like 200% from what he was, say, 12 months ago. And, and you also had uh, Carl Van Roon, the 11-time world champion in this camp. How long did he stay and, and what did he bring? What role did he play? Yeah, Carl Van Roon's uh, probably out of all the guys that we brought out, he gave probably the, the most accurate look. You know, he's very fast, very dynamic, uh, hard to read his kicks and when he's kicking. And, and yeah, he sort of brings that same similar style, a, a little bit different. I think, yeah, Carl's obviously a bit bigger man. But, you know, Alex was, you know, shutting him down to, and, and, you know, not letting him play his game. And, again, that, that's part of our, you know, strategy. Definitely. And and Alex, you know I mean, he's coming off a loss. But was it really a, a loss in the team's eyes, that Islam fight? No. I mean, a loss is a loss. You've got to take it on the chin. You can't, you know, hide it. But 
I mean, Alex's stocks grew so much more, you know, and, uh, you know, anybody you talk to or anybody that we meet, no, nobody ever says that he lost. Everybody says that he won that fight. After re-watching it a few times, I, I think Alex just got it. Look, close fight, you know. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, but, yeah, we can't change the past, so we just got to move forward, you know. As a coach, is that the fight that you eventually want? You really want to run that back as a coach? Look, I'm not looking past Yair at the moment, but, you know, once th that's done, there, there, there's a few fights there to make. Um, but really it's up to the UFC and what really Alex wants to do, you know. Uh, I, I think Alex wants to get it back, whether he has to have another fight or or whatever, whether they, th you know, that because they throw Charles in. But I, I, eventually I think we'll get that fight back, you know. I think it will... It, 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 um, you know, it was early on in this year, but you know, the 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 crowd that day, the 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 end of the fight, and everything else just let a lot of like a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. That you know, you know, Alex really won that, you know, and um, yeah, I think people want to see that fight again, you know. Oh, definitely, people want to see that fight again, um, and. It seems like I'm just speculating that the UFC they're kind of waiting for the outcome of this fight coming up between Alex and and Yair because they haven't booked Islam's next opponent. Could could that be a possibility that they're waiting for Alex to defend his title and they could be putting it together? Possibly. Um, look, they told us maybe October, but again, look, we've got to get through this one first, and then we'll look at the next one. But. Um, I think if Alex does a good showing and puts on a, a good performance, they're gonna, you know, it's they're gonna have to sort of toss it between the the two: is it Charles or is it Alex? You know, yeah, Charles has got a you know, huge following, and um, yeah, maybe they give it to him. Who knows? I'm just looking at, at yeah, you now and. Uh, yeah, the the troubles and the the things that he presents for us in this fight, you know. Yeah, yeah, here's a he's a puzzle without a doubt, and and you as a coach, you know, I mean, you coach so many, prepare for so many championship fights. Was it fun this one, or was it just like, you know, every day like it's just another camp? Um, no, any camp that's not a max camp is a good camp, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense to Max. No, it's just you know when you when you have to watch uh, him over and over, it, it, it's always exciting to get somebody new and you know work out a game plan and then you know work things out with Alex and see what's working and what not, what's not working and what's shutting down and everything. That that's really exciting, you know, watching it, you know, slowly build up to where you you got a really um, you know a, a decent game plan. You know, you can. Yeah, it, no matter what goes wrong, you you hopefully got an answer for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, at this level, it's a lot of preparation, a lot of game planning. It's not just about going out there and fighting. No, no. well, not for us anyway. You know, I, I brought in so many different strikers from so many different places, and especially earlier on in the camp. Uh, and that's what I said. Like Carl was probably you know one of the guys that we brought in early, and. Uh, he gave me the best look and then, um, you know, we brought in a couple of other guys like Bloods and Brenton, Mumford, and, you know, th those guys have played a, a huge part in it, you know. Again, they're, they're, they're pretty good kickers and, uh, you know, 
got that offbeat style, you know, and yeah, they, they've uh, they've all given him a different look, you know. They're, they're not they're not Yair, but they've all given him that um, a, a look in in different ways, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. When you look at Brenton, and then you look at Bloods, and then you look at Carl, they're all long, taller strikers, right? Like yeah. good, like you said, good kickers. Those, those are really good um, uh, training partners to bring in. To prepare for for Yair, yeah, and like, like I said, you know that we we, you know, the, the first few weeks, you know, when we were doing the technique classes, or I mean, nearly all the way through, you know, the boys were just practicing, you know, his his moves, you know, his signature moves, so they could apply it to you know to Alex, you know, they had to change their styles up a bit <clears throat> to to sort of mimic his his style. Um, because yeah, like I said, he's very dynamic and, and very hard to to mimic because you know he's just himself, you know. And, and like you touched on earlier on, he he's really grown as a martial artist over the years, you know. Well, after he lost to Frankie Edgar, he he really came back a, a completely different fighter. Even though he's a completely different fighter, some people believe that Alex could possibly do what Frankie did in that fight, in this fight coming up. You know, what I mean that—that's something. That's a possibility, right? Oh, hundred percent. You know, um, I don't think he's ever met anybody that's as strong as Alex. You know, and, and I think that always surprises people. You know how how strong. So, if Alex you know, puts hands on him, he, he's going to really, you know, ragdoll him around. <laughs> it's just getting in there, you know, because he's just likely to throw a knee or an elbow and everything else. And we've been really working on that clinch game. To, to avoid any damage trying to come in. Now I want to move on to the, the division, right? Last weekend, Ilya Teporia. He defeats yep. Josh Emmett. An incredible fight, a dominant fight. Now that people are already talking about Ilya fighting Volkanovski, you know what I mean? It's like they're not even thinking about there's a fight coming up, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Again, look, I, like I always say, I don't look past the person we're, we're fighting next after. <laughs> come after you know um, after Sunday here uh, Saturday in America, th then we'll we can sit down and see who's up next. But now we've, we've got one person to beat, and we're going to stay focused on that one person. Have you have you watched a lot of Taporia? Uh, yeah, I, I mean I watched the fight on the weekend. You know, he, he look he's he's a, he's a powerful striker, but he's very one dimensional in my eyes. You know, it's very similar to Josh Emmett. You know, the I, I, you know, they're, they're no Yair. If Yair or Max gets hold of these guys, uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to say too much, and I, I just want to, uh, yeah, look look what's ahead, uh, you know, on uh, July 8th, you know. Max Holloway, Korean zombie. They're going to headline UFC Singapore, I believe, in August. Uh, your team has prepared for both fighters and faced both fighters. Uh, one fighter more than you'd want to. Um, <laughs> what do you think about this fight coming up? Oh, look, I think it'd be a, a fun fight. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Korean, you know, the Korean zombie, you know, he, he's in his twilight years. I think, you know, he should be fighting guys like Josh Emmett and stuff like that, you know. Um, the, the, the older type fighters... Yeah, because he, you know, at one stage there when he was young and hungry, you know, he he was there. He was a contender, you know. And I, I hate to see guys that were really good just get, you know, become 
you know, fodder for somebody else. But in saying so, I think it's going to be a fun fight. They're both tough. They're, they're both going to go out there and throw them. But I think Max is just going to be too technical and got too much volume on him with striking. The, the Korean zombie, you know, he's known for his toughness, right? Exciting fights. And when you have fights like that, you also take a lot of damage. Do you feel like it's catching up to him and this fight might just not be what people feel like it's going to be, you know what I mean? Well, look, he might come out and surprise us, you know. Uh, but, you know, the, the years are catching up, you know, and, and he's not – it's not like he's, he, he has been improving. He's just been, you know, on that same pace and he's not really um, – I, I mean, look, he gave you a year a, a good run for his money, but that was a few years back. Uh you know, it's a hard one. But like you said, I, I hate to see these guys, you know, get beaten up and damaged, you know, because they, you know, I don't know what they're chasing, whether they're still chasing the money or they're chasing the fame. I don't know. Um, let's dig into some of the prospects on your team, Freestyle MMA. Josh Kuhn, when can we see him back in the cage? Hopefully soon. Uh, I'm just talking to promoters now. Um and yeah, we'll see what. Hopefully, if he's in, hopefully maybe Sydney or uh, somebody else is throwing something else at me. Uh, again, at the end of the day, it's going to be Josh who, who makes that final decision on who he really wants. And um, I'll, I'll just have him, you know, have his back from there. And so he's he's ready to go then. Just, he... Yeah, well, he came. He was part of the camp. He's been down here for the last three or four weeks. Uh, so he, he he wants to yeah you know not only come down as a team member but just to to get his own camp started early and get it in there. Justin Van Heerden, he's probably one of the best prospects in Australia, probably one of the best prospects in the world at that division. Could we see him on the Sydney card? What's the move for him next? Look, I'm having talks. I haven't heard anything, but yeah, he he does deserve to be there. You know, he's. You know, from being, you know, a journeyman-type fighter, he, you know, he's become a champion. So you, you can't take that away from the kid. He, he's put the work in. He does what he's told, and he wants to get better, you know, and, and, and the results speak for themselves, you know. He's, he's beaten two guys that have beat him before comfortably, and, and I think that's just, um, you know, credit to him, and, you know, hopefully he does get, you know, you know the call-up.